Hello everyone and welcome to the Clause SCN Law National and International Campaign Podcast. You're currently listening to Season 3, Episode 5. And our guest today is Onaleke Holiday. I'd love for you to introduce yourself to my audience, please. This is Olalekon Odedei. I'm the founder and CEO of Save the Woman. Uh, a community organization we base in Middlesbrough. Uh, we provide advocacy support to families, African, Asian, minority ethnic community. Thank you. And in recent events, because as I'm aware, and as some people may be aware, there's been articles written about the care home crisis and families that are broken with children being taken away from these families and they are being taken away without legal processes and of course uh, this kind of element of putting children in safeguarding threat situations. So could you give me a bit of a light of this situation please? It's a point of uh, clarification uh, when you said without legal process or procedures. Um, there's a law in this country about child protection and safeguarding. So if a concern is being raised, they will definitely make a referral, probably from the community, from the school, and it will go straight to children's social care. And they got something they call a match, you know. Uh, they will need to assess that referral and to see elements of whether there's a malicious referral or whether it's justified and they need to call for strategy meeting if there's a need that they have to discuss. And that strategy meeting involves uh, agency, you know, much agency that works together. So at that strategy meeting, that was where they would make a decision whether there's likely harm or there's a significant harm. And if they need to progress to probably Section 17 assessment or Section 47 assessment, uh, investigation that was where they made the decision. However, in some families, in some area, uh, the way they intervene is questionable, you know what I mean. And the main reason is that most of these local authorities they are short staff, they, they have mm. little good number of experienced social workers, uh, they are overstretched. And most cases, they might not have time to assess, and they would rather use a tinted glass of abuse, neglect, and they're just waving. Uh, there's a research that said they are too quick to wade in rather than providing support. So that is where some family will feel like, oh, what process have they taken? What the process have they gone through? And if it's not explained to family, they might think there's no regulations. But there is, but there might be flawed process. And it's so interesting you said that because that is such an important point. But what happens as well when you have situations where children are not being educated, parents are calling for their children to be educated, but the help's not there or the educational professionals are not acknowledging the calls of the parents when it comes to their children being educated. Yeah, that is where the problem is because 
most times some of these children they might have even displayed some behaviors and the mm -hmm. needs and the parents who come for support nobody listening to them they wait until it's got to that red flag stage and rather than providing that support they will take the best result mm -hmm. is to take out that child from that family without knowing that this causes more stress more distress and that is not the cultural or the specific needs of that child because by the time they're supposed to have diagnosed to, to to put support in place they completely ignore parents they let them down they let the children down so when they come around you now see that they remove that child and the behavior will not even escalate more than they could accumulate over there and they just session them to mental health hospital that's one of most of the cases that we are having now and most of them they will put them on camps list and they will be long delayed and before you know these children they started self-harming themselves and once they started harming themselves they start using loads of uh, restriction on them they might go for deprivation of liberty uh, they might be more vulnerable, subjected to abuse. So these are the complicated cases, you know. So it's unfortunate that yeah. the system is not putting that early intervention support when it is needed. Yes, very much so. Thanks for sharing. And then within this kind of issue of resources, issue of, uh, well, the kind of unpaid situation elements, do you believe that there needs to be more of a highlight on domestic affairs in your personal opinion? Can you come again that question, please? So do you believe that there needs to be more of a highlight on domestic affairs within these struggles and challenges which these bodies find? Uh, in a way, there are in some cases that the process is not fairly properly followed as it's been highlighted because mm. welfare systems is supposed to be providing that support but the when the decision comes in a way it's not really really going down well and it creates more level of mistrust and creates more fears and that is where the communication starts breaking up and before you know the relationship is broken and both sides might not be able to have an understanding of each other or tolerance and that creates more stress and that is why we always advocate if it happens parents you need to calm down and look for support uh not only getting a legal team a solicitor you need to get an advocate because there are things that the legal team will be telling you oh we've known this for years Yes, this is happening. Professionals are always being believed. They are, there's nowhere, there's nobody that will not believe professional. No, you could challenge professional if they are not doing it rightly. But it's not good for those challenges to come directly from parents because it will be of good benefit to that child. You know, it's like when two warriors are fighting on a particular spot of land, it is that grass that will suffer. So this, not what together affecting the children more mm -hmm. and within this kind of solutions 
and the base if there was like a policy maker for example do you believe that there probably may be an importance of parents having more rights do you think that the parents probably don't have as much rights as they could when it comes to understanding when it comes to these systems which are out of touch to families uh, I hope you also remember there's a recent uh, care review uh, launched by the mm. government and through that it's obviously okay. come out at one of the out, uh, uh, highlights that things need to change and shortly before then there was this uh, article published that uh, family are not getting the support they needed children and baby are not being taken into care and uh, Isabel Troller, the Children's Social Care uh, Commissioner uh, for Children and Family says uh, children are wrongly taken into care and she, she branded it as injustice. So now what we are advocating for is a parent family focus and it has to start from the way the social workers see themselves. Every local authority, most of local authorities say, oh, I'm a social worker for the children. Parents feel being left out. So we need to start thinking that can they be family social worker so that family will be more comfortable that, oh, they are working for the best interest of that child and for the betterment of the family. And uh, the Prime Minister, uh, Shuna, in his opening statement, he mentioned that there's no government that can replace family. Family is everything. So when yeah. family is everything, Everything. Why are you not working to rebuild family? Why are you not working to to make sure that child thrive in that best home if that is the best place? Because there's a report taking children out of home should be the last resort, but that's not the situation at the moment. Because on many occasions now yeah. we are getting average of two to three cases in a week, and this, this is the problem that has been for ages, and I'm not sure whether you are able to cite a, a, a report to uh, Children's Social Care Committee of House of Parliament in 1983. The same problem that were, you know, put forward then is still happening now. It's just like it's just resuscitated itself from nowhere. And that is why the yeah. report say England social care is unfit for purpose. There's need for emergency. We need to treat it like a pandemic, you know, mm -hmm. for something to be done. Yeah. And then also, because well, speaking of what you just said, what I have been aware of is that there's no rights for children. And I think it's quite funny that it's called, for example, the previous uh, thing you quoted earlier was about the uh, Court of Protection. But isn't that even an area that we need to look at? It's how the courts are run and of how legit they are as well. Because if children are not, uh, if their voice is not acknowledged within these processes or even in the right that they want to come home and they are being ignored, what would your response be to that question in regards to children's voice and also the court of protection and of how courts are run? Yeah, what we are saying is this. What we find out is this. Um, in nine to ten cases, the local authority will say the child said this at school. 
that my daddy would do this, my mommy would do this, and they take that child away mm. on the basis of likely harm. But unfortunately, a week after, two weeks after, those children are now saying, not the foster parent would do this, the foster parent did this to me. We've got reports here that we are putting forward that the local authority social worker now said, oh, there's no concern. I've spoken to the foster parent and uh, I've also made the supervising social worker to be aware and uh, they said they, they are going to put her on training. That is double standard. We were able to put foster parents on training, and this is a foster parent that is getting paid. Not only that, has like two, three officers supervising her, social worker, assistant social worker, uh, the agency that recruits them. But parents that are struggling, struggling, struggling to, to, to put that food on the table, to even make everything balanced at home. No support. They're asking for support. No support. So where is the fairness? Where is the justice? The e-treatment is so alarming that you could see it is mm. corruption that is happening. It is, it, is, it, is, yeah. it, is, it is what we call organized crime. The genocide is what is happening. Yeah. And how do you want that child to feel? If a child can speak out and because of that, or you, 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 you manipulated a child to, to say something, or you, add a list, you ask a little question, from a child and innocently that child says something and you took that child away when that parent has never have any involvement with your local authority there's never be any case like that you took that, that child away and that child same child reported again that this is what i'm experiencing where you took me to and you ignore how do you want that child to feel how do you want that where is the voice of the child then because you keep saying best interest of a child that's why you take them from likely harm but now when they are being subjected to harm significant harm you cannot even involve police for investigation but likely harm you push your police out there so how are you controlling the police to the extent that they will not be able to balance their judgment with common sense that is a breach of no land principle of public life but everyone is silent including your elected councillor, your elected member of parliament, your elected mayor, everyone are silent. Parents are crying. This is time community need to come together, start creating awareness, enlighten families, especially new migrants. They are becoming victims now because of their vulnerability. And before you know, they say, oh, this country, there's a law of protection of a child go and ask them to independently review those cases of those children they took away from their parents and compare to the cases of complaint of against foster parents which one are the most you know so what are we saying you make those child to even not believe you as a social worker they will not even trust you because if they are able to speak out and you ignore their voice, what are you telling them? That means you are intentionally criminalizing their parents. You are prejudging their parents. You are not giving a chance to their parents, but you can give a chance to foster parents to the extent that the child will die under their care.
and they now start saying they want to investigate until one child died. Why do you want to wait for that child to die before you, you know, take an action? Thank you so much for sharing that. And I think it was even a key point what you were saying about the migration, because do you feel that there's a confusion because of how much crises we have in the domestic element to now the international element of migration, which is kind of, you could say, becoming out of control. What is the kind of, you could say, best solutions or tips you feel that you would give for individuals when it comes to controlling migration and when it comes to tackling domestic affairs, in your personal opinion, of the care home crisis? Uh, when you said the controlling migration, that is that is mm. for the government because you have to mm. ask the government what was their intention of opening borders initially. They want to make more money. If you want to improve your economy, you want to boost your economy, then you have to prepare how do you manage any challenges that comes with it. You cannot eat your cake and have it. Yeah. You know how much they are they making from that migration. Mm. Do you know how much are they are making? Because the ones coming on the boom, the percentage is very small compared to those coming here legally, they are paying so much. Are you aware mm. of they are paying NHS, IHS money, immigration extra charge? Do you know how much that is costing them? How much government is making out of that? Mm. And this university that are recruiting international students, do you know how much they are charging them? So if they are getting so much money, then they should be able to get and manage the challenges that comes with it and provide solution for that. So there's nothing, there's no cause for alarm when people can afford to pay what you are asking for. You can't stop them. Very much so. Thank you so much for sharing. And also in regards to the element of the Save the Woman and your initiatives and what you're currently doing. What Could you give us a, a glimpse of currently the things that you're achieving and your mission at the moment? Yeah. Please. Thank you very much. Uh, when the first parents were able to speak out in 2019, we go through complaint procedure because we can see a form of nepotism. If a school said a child said, discipline me because I messed up a room or because I was naughty and because of that you could not even see what support can put in place and you take that child away and you eventually give that child to the same school assistant head teacher and a partner you can see the conflict of interest there because they are the one that are in charge of safeguarding and they are the one that is recently complained to the local authority and they still foster that child and they deny that mom 10 months for her not to see the child that means they want to create, they want to break that bond completely. They were even planning to adopt that child until we, not until we come in, intervene. And when we intervene, we go through complete procedure. There's nothing come out of it. We use demonstration as, you know, part of the elements that we can use to advocate. 
it's, it impacted a lot because more community were aware of this, but not as much as what we are anticipating for. That was why we go by Shelly Chisholm, the first African elected woman to Congress in the US. She said, you don't make progress by standing on the sideline, we pray complaining. You make progress by implementing ideas. And that's what brought about initiatives of Afrocentric Parenting Life Skill Development Program to empower parents. And that is the, one of the tools we use. After the mom go through that program with other parents, we go back to court because the court has already given the order for that child to be long-term care, continuing years. And this is a mom, single parent, that used the legal aid, she did not win, she used a private lawyer to the tune of 7,000 debts, a single parent, she did not win. But she came to us and we used that method and with our faith and beliefs, we go back to court and we won the case. I was the one that supported us and became a friend. We didn't even use any legal team. But now we incorporate legal team into our process. So when we assess, if we need to go back to court, we refer it to our legal team and they handle those cases. But any other aspect that has to do with uh, denial of contact, e-treatment, discrimination, abuse of power, any conflict between parents, we can go through the complaint procedure go through the local authority and we are getting some interesting uh, positive changes uh, we see some good social worker you know that are really really willing to support family now and uh, we got referral from local authorities as well their cases has been in court they refer them to us we put them on parenting work and they got their children back about 40 children have been returned back safely and they are doing fine in their house now uh we stopped more than 38 39 from entry okay because once it happened come to us on time but there are cases that have been completed back two three years ago these are the cases that are coming now that we are trying to reopen those cases while we are doing that we also offer the programs for people to because prevention is better than care and no knowledge is wasted and knowledge is power and the more people are aware how to use the language, because majority of the problem is the way of communication and the use of language. You can say this, children can say this, and it can be misinterpreted by professionals. And it's not an intention in some cases, but some, they are Afrophobia racism. And this is major concern now. Uh, stereotyping, misjudging families, Criminalizing families is a big concern. And the impact of this, because one of the things that families are expressing now, once it's in, the local authority get involved, social care, they report to Lado, and Lado make report to your employer. So your employer will now start investigating you, or they can even terminate appointment. You see family at the terminate appointment without even investigating thoroughly. And at the end of the day, they close the case in social care, but they've lost their job. So this is impacting on the DBS of families. Some will not even be able to work with children again. That's why we are saying, if you are coming here, if you are living here and you have children, you need to prioritize your children. Connect with them emotionally. Break that barrier. Make them feel at home to speak out to you. Don't let them go outside and be looking for support or help because the system 
there are mm. more people in the system that theirs is to profit some individuals, organizations. The KO making 300 million pounds profit. How? Yeah. How? So that, that is profit oriented. Yeah. A majority of these children, they are not in full stream now. They end up in care home. Are they getting the best service in care home? Majority of them, the in and out prison, in and out mental health hospital, in and out running away. About two years ago, over twelve thousand children are missing in UK care system. Where? How? These are some of the children that want to go back home, and they are denied them. And what would you, what would your best advice be for those children that are wanting to come home and are not able to come home and also are kind of silenced with their voice for other uh, parents that may be facing this challenge? The best thing is to parent to get themselves together and get support. And not only that, make sure you build that relationship to make sure you don't break contact try to be going to contact the more you go to contact the more those children will be saying it and when they are saying it tell the contact resource worker to put it in writing there's always a contact note so those things can be referred to by your lawyer by your legal team if, if your child feel like writing a letter let her write a letter let the voice be there And what would happen for cases where families, because I've had one family who wrote to me and they had an issue where their legal team weren't really representing them. And of course, they found that their data protection when it came to like phone calls, when it came to certain contacts, it would be listened in. So what would your advice be for those individuals? And if they felt that the system wasn't, that the representation wasn't representing them. That is what I said. There are limitations to what your legal team can do because mm. it's a regulated profession. There are a lot of backdoor fights in between them. Yeah. And there are use of language that's not acceptable. Remember what happened in Parliament when Don Butler, she used the word. Despite the fact that everyone knows the word she used is real, is true, is genuine, what happened? How long does it take before this word is being accepted? So there are some words that cannot be used by your legal team. That is why you need to have independent advocates. Okay. Thank you for sharing and thank you for that advice for those individuals. And um, also, I would love to ask, in regards to your view of uh, current racial situations and kind of, I think, um, well, like the inclusion, what would your view, what's your uh, share be in regards to the importance of representation when it comes to legal and when it comes to uh, regulation. Is there any kind of ideas which Save the Women has and planning to suggest for the solutions? Yeah, it's just it's people that need to do that. 
is by people, by more tolerance and uh, speaking up, whether it is true, whether it's wrong, wrong is wrong, you know, even if no one is doing it. And right is right if it's just one or two that are doing it. So you need to have a community to build a community so that it wouldn't be your just self. That's why what works for Save Duman is ability to work in partnership, collaborative with other organizations. We welcome as much as possible organizations, but the only thing is we usually draw a line. There are things that if it's not acceptable, it's not acceptable. But there are still better ways we can work together. You know, we might not agree in everything, but ability to understand each other's perspective and, you know, breaking that barrier. Like a local authority, there's this a period that we're unable to sign a working agreement because of clauses they put there. So we let them see the reason why they need to understand, identify needs of each children and their parents and to see how to incorporate that. So that is exactly in every local authority, in every community, in every town. You cannot use national policy. It might not work for everybody. You might need to tailor to some local adaptation of situation around you. And most, most problem now in terms of uh, immigration policy, uh, recruitment policy, uh, access to support, if it's been controlled by national, you see majority say no recourse to public fund. When there are people that are really, really in need of that, but because there's a national policy, they could not do that. So now what we are advocating and what some local authorities are doing now is to see how they can work around that without breaking the law. You know what I mean? Because many children are even going to school that they are not on uh, free meals. We are, they don't have enough they could cover for because their parents are not, they, they, they are not uh, allowed for national law about public fund. So each community needs to develop a, a very good model that can be adopted aside from national inclusiveness policy and stuff like that. Thank you for that. And also, I would love to ask in regards to the element of, because I know you mentioned about multi-agency. I've had some cases where people find that the multi-agency is more of a hindrance and also has been misused for the wrong reasons. So I would say, what was your idea you feel that is kind of more of a better solution than multi-agency? that saves people's data and protection within not being misused? The reason why there is because of the 2018 safeguarding, keeping children safe, new, you know, curriculum that they adopted, that's why they get involved with those. But it is still, it's useful, but the main thing is when you are able to get the right voice, there's nothing multi-agency decision will do on you. You can still go through those we, we always attend this meeting with them. We might not be involved in decisions, but being there, it helps family a lot. Because most of the jargons being used, they are not breaking it down to family. They don't understand it. That's why they get confused. 
But if you get an advocacy that can be there with you in any meetings, you'll be able to understand it. And if what agency or any professional or anything go wrong, we will be able to add, you know, locate for that and put that across. And we will love to work with what agency. We are working with them. If that's not a problem. The problem is when there's nobody to speak the truth on the table. Uh, you need to bring your chair and go there. And one of the major reasons we need to advocate for is people to get involved in decision making, community engagement. So that any knowledge, any discussion will be more diverse and, you know, uh, acceptable to families and focus led by parents, children, let everybody voice be heard. That's 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 what's important. That's good to know. Thank you for sharing. And also in regard to the kind of processes of how we who is who is kind of watching over these individuals that are supposed to be following what you've just said, like the safeguarding, the multi agency elements. Is there anybody that's regulating them or is that a thing that needs to be considered that where's the kind of benefit for transparency that the parents and those community schools they may be receiving because they're being watched over if that is being foul play taking place? That is very complicated and that's where you take me to issue of systemic and institutional problem. Mm. It is confusing and the majority of parents they were losing trust across the board because if you go through complete procedure it's right for them to go through stage one stage two they have level three five if they don't they wish you letter that completion of internal process then you cannot go to local authority ombudsman and those one also might investigate but when you go there they will tell you this is a decision being taken or if it has been to court, they might not be able to intervene. It's complicated, you know. They might even tell you that, oh, they want to get information from local authority and the senior officer will say, we have conducted, we have investigated this, there's no cause for alarm. And you might even report them to British Association of Social Workers. They might say they don't have power to intervene in individual local authority matter. You might even People say, oh, Ofsted used to regulate, let's compare to Ofsted. Ofsted will tell you, we don't do that. So it's either you go to local authority or you complain to police. But when you go to police, for instance, the use of Section 20 and police protection power is being overused in some area. Once the referral is being made, they get involved, they go with police. And when you complain to police, police will say, oh, it's not within our power. Special authorities from local authority that wonder they don't get involved, our officers don't get, but people are scared because of police they go with. It is because of the police they believe they have to do everything they ask them to do. They are fearful, they are victimized, they are silenced. You must you might even see when you can see when they were when I was harassed by some police officer, they later apologized, mm. but they did the wrong already. They even kidnapped those children through another back door from that school. 
But we got the children back now. But could you imagine what those children are passed through? If somebody can take you through the back door, do you know what is going on in mm. the mind of those children, on those parents? So everybody remains silent in injustice. Mm. That is why we come up with that program. And that program has helped save a lot of many families. Because what happens, they are confused. They don't know where to start from. They don't know what to do. And nobody's listening to them. Children are crying. Mm. Nobody. The parents are suffering. Nobody is listening to them. And before you know, they push parents to mental hospital as well. They are depressed. We see cases of suicide. Parents committed suicide in the course of saying you are supporting child, and that child now been suffering in where they are now. In fact, they it from a family within one week. The local authority cannot undo that child. They say it's been too aggressive, this, that, that. And they push that child to better it hospital. Detained. She's still there till today. Over how many months now? Going to 30, 40 months. We need immediate intervention of stakeholders to support a call for independent review of cases of children, especially African Asian mm -hmm. You'll be surprised when they investigate the reason why they took those children and how much has, it has cost them. And who are those people behind those businesses benefiting from such? Who are the owners of those care homes? Who are you hardly see African Asian full street because when they do, they frustrate them out of the system. And the children mm. are lost. They cannot be fostered by white British and they cannot even live with African community, Asian minority community. They are just like in between. They don't know what to choose. They are confused. And one thing I forgot to say, parents need to start understanding the challenges their children are facing from schools. Bullying, a lot of bullying, racism is happening in school, and parents are not supporting, they are not protecting the children on time, speaking up in the right way, not just go there and start shouting and start screaming. No, there are processes. If you need the support, you can reach out to us. We will guide you how to go through those processes so that it will not backfire on you, they will not come back to attack you unnecessarily just to silence you. Yeah, no, thank you so much. And what I've been aware of is I think, you know, there's a mistrust with SEMCOs, for example, if you're talking about education, and then you also got this factor where people don't feel represented, and then there's that racial and then systematic issues. What I'm also aware of and what I would like to highlight is that there's recently been a avoidance of delivering this quality of education. And I'm, I'm aware, previous Prime Minister uh, ensured that education was part of health, which enabled the ability of social workers to take children from families while the local authority are not delivering for those students because they've not delivered quality of education for them. So in your perspective, do you think it's time that we are able to hold local authorities accountable for their 
non-delivery when it comes to parents who've called for children to be educated after several years. Yeah, absolutely, I agree with you. There's no other time than now, which is the time we need to come together. People need to start saying this loud and clear. Mm. Enough is enough. The, 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 the negative and the consequence is yeah. alarming, you know. So, yeah, I, I completely agree with you. So, thank you so much for your participation today. Thank you for your time. If anyone would like to find out the work and additional stuff that Save the Women does do, please do feel free to follow their socials. I've also pinned um, information in the comments, but also do feel free to don't hesitate to reach out to myself or even our guest today, who is the CEO and founder of Save the Women, because um, anyone that's struggling, we want to, of course, make sure we can support and advocate in the best of our abilities. Yes, thank you very much to our guests. I wanted to also ask, and a question which I ask all my guests, is do you believe in world peace? Yes, absolutely. I believe in it, and uh, I keep advocating it, that it is just, it might take time, because before you know, you, you saw it in this particular area, another thing erupted in another area, you know. So, Everybody come together, no matter how, what, we, we try to resolve this problem. We see it as a, a global issue. So definitely, we say no to war, and we cross our hand. We love peace, we want peace. Uh, yes, thank you. Well, thank you very much for your time, and thank you to everyone who joined. I'm just going to check if we have got some questions. Um, One question I see, I, I've been received actually by someone, is in regards to the Windrush, what's your views on this topic? And what do you think would be the next, next step for those individuals who are waiting to be compensated? We all know uh, Windrush issue is a very overdue concern. And uh, we could see from the judgments about the refugee uh, migrant being deported to uh, Rwanda. You see the judgment that come out of that. Uh, I think the government needs to already learn the lesson. But it's unfortunate that those people put in there uh, are making more life difficult for more people uh, because we should look back the impact benefit they've gained from migrating people enslave them when they are not even willing to come over and their generation they are, they are, they are come you know a lot it's, it's not something we should be talking about anymore it should have been resolved for a long time you know so honestly i hope it's not something we are crying for it is human rights we are talking about here. Thank you. And another question I have received as well, two other questions. 
Uh, one question is, um, in regards to the Prime Minister's honours, do you think that Prime Ministers who may have not done a good job in delivering leadership for a country should be questioned with having the right to give honours of individuals in their cabinet? It's not about Prime Minister alone. It's collective decision. Somebody will just come out to deliver, to make speech or to make statement about who are the people that are part of the process of the decision making. So with that, I would say there are more people to be held accountable for, for what happened during the pandemic. Yeah. And do you believe that individuals will be able to get justice when it comes to the ability of court systems and probably a reform or either a new style of court systems because I know that in some cases some people do feel it's a kangaroo court when it comes to court of protection. In regards to other matters, I'm sure it was the process that, you know, the leadership was not good for the country. But when it comes to court of protection and when it comes to children not being heard, do you think there may be a new reform that needs to be considered when it comes to court of protection and court hearing? Major thing is it should not be a closed door decision. It should be open to scrutiny. It should be open to public mm. there should be juries of like i've told you if people advocate mm. and campaign for independent review yeah. majority of cases will need to say that it should have been to court in the first place it shouldn't have been to court in the first place it might have even end up in child need but unfortunately we are in that situation that uh, uh, the rate of child protection plan is really really going up if you google there's one uh, research there's one uh, article that published recently that children okay. family were unnecessarily taken into care i mean child protection plan when it is not needed and uh, not only that mm. it says Okay, TSI Life article published 1st of February 2022. Inspector found out that some families find themselves subject to statutory child protection planning when it is not needed. Because two running local services wow. in this local authority has been condemned <clears throat> for its political dysfunction and toxic culture. After a damning report, we said urgent action was needed to address its significant weakness. Those poor practice, how many children have suffered it? How many homes have been destroyed? Who is going to give them justice? These are the questions we should be asking. We don't need just apology. Yeah. They need to pay for that. There's no amount of compensation or money they paid However, it's just for others not to repeat itself again. In case of first adoption, these are the cases that they've been crying for for years. But now it's happening now. So family court should be open. No more secretive. 
it's, it's just like a car course. It's just like a, you know, that they just go there, say it, do it, and they will tell you, don't say it, don't speak out. People need to hear what is happening. This needs to be told to the whole world. And it's a global concern. I received concern from Sweden, from Northern Ireland, majority mm. from Scotland, from Wales, and here in England. Yeah. So people need to come on board and say, enough is enough. You are destroying these children. Who will be safe for them? Provide support to families. Thank you so much for a wonderful insight and also share of what you are doing as a NGO and as a support network for families and for individuals who are facing massive challenges, but systematic challenges and racial challenges. I'm really glad to have this interview with you today and thank you so much for your time. If there's